Hello there, and welcome to the Wannabe Jedi Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Josh. And uh, we're a brand new Star Wars podcast. What? Shocker. Wannabe Jedi. Could you imagine? <laughs> um, hmm. And we're going to be talking about individual characters within the Star Wars universe um, with each episode. Um, but before we do that, I figure it's probably appropriate to kind of talk about, you know, who we are and uh, why we became Star Wars fans. Kind of seems like relevant stuff, wouldn't you say? Yeah, most definitely. Um, so I guess I'll start us off. Uh, I have been a Star Wars fan since probably like three years old. Um, it was my go-to movie whenever I was sick home from school. Um, I'd throw in A New Hope and would watch that while I was sick and... That was always like a nice calming thing for me. And it gave me like a, you know, endless wonder of like imagination, you know, and that's something that three-year-old always loves. Like I had so much of an imagination with uh, Star Wars that at night, you know, like how when you're falling asleep, but then you like, you really can't fall asleep. So I'd be like laying in my bed and I'd pretend I was in a X-Wing flying the Death Star run. And that also kept me up for hours, but I don't know if you had something like that. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, we used to play with lightsabers out in the front yard. Our neighbor down the two houses away, he ended up like doing coming in and playing uh, lightsabers with us. We'd have those uh, Has- Hasbro plastic ones, the actual sturdy ones that they had back in the day. And then even our friends down the uh, down the block, we met them, and then we all were playing like lightsabers out. And pretty much a sweet childhood with that. That's how we uh, grew up. <laughs> Yeah, and then fast-forwarding a few more years, um, Josh and I actually met at college on our uh, our freshman year. We were, lived in the same dorm floor, but it wasn't until sophomore year when we really found out each other's love for Star Wars. Um, we actually bonded a lot over Star Wars Battlefront Two, the 2005 edition. Best addiction. Mm-hmm. Ad- addiction. Addition. Um, and we played that, like, every single weekend with a bunch of the people on our floor. Um, and then fast forward it to a few more years. Um, he is a groomsman in my wedding and we play star Wars, the throne room uh, score as we uh, reside out of the, uh, out of the wedding. Um, so Josh and I have been through quite a lot of times with, uh, with star Wars. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> We got a lot more to go. <laughs> yes, we we do. We do have a lot more to go. Um, and that is an excellent segue. We'll get better at these segues over time. Um, but today we're gonna talk to you guys about Obi Wan Kenobi. We thought about a lot of, a lot about how we wanted this first episode to go, and we figured we should uh, we should go with you know a fan favorite, our favorite, one of our favorite. Um, it is personally yeah. my favorite. Personally, uh, my favorite as well. Yes, um, but my nickname on like PS4 is Obi-Wan. One of my uh, nicknames that people gave me was Obel, and so Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, ha, funny. Um, <laughs> so that that's my, my love for uh, Obi. Yeah, people used to say I looked like Obi-Wan. I mean, we, we kind of both, both look like Obi-Wan in, a, in some kind of form. From a certain point of view. From a certain point of view, of course, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, but without further ado, let's uh, let's start off the Obi Wan episode. Um, so, Josh, you can start us off. So, I mean, Obi Wan is a great character. He was first seen in uh, Episode Four, A New Hope, 
And he was pretty much the guardian and protector of Luke Skywalker when he was growing up. So he was, well, what we later learned that he was exiled to Tatooine to, of course, watch Luke. But he had, like, some adventures within Tatooine. There's, like, comics and different uh, media, even Star Wars Rebels. He's on there to uh, show, like, his final duel with Maul and everything. But in the end, like, he was there to guard Luke because Luke was, I guess, in his eyes, was the chosen one. So pretty much... Um, we look at Obi-Wan as like a, a role model, and that's what Luke's role model, and I guess we could even say our role model. And then at the end, you know, when he's on the Death Star, we see that he, you know, he's fighting Darth Vader with the, the scene, and he ends up, you know, going and coming one with the Force and becoming, you know, eventually a Force ghost. So pretty much he's got this whole legacy. I mean, even the Clone Wars, he's got a... He's the general, he's the negotiator, and he's got the stature to him, and he's a great character with a great arc over all the all the films, even when he becomes a Force ghost and uh, helps Luke throughout his training. So, what so what 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 else do you think about Obi Wan and what like his background and I guess what media he's in? Um, yeah, so uh, I guess you've already touched on the fact that he is in A New Hope. That's where his first canon appearance of Obi-Wan is. Um, obviously, there was no canon before Episode 4. Um, and then he reappears as a Force ghost um, during Episode 5 and Episode 6 as well. Um, so he actually is one of the few characters that you see continuously throughout the entire series, minus 7, 8, 9. Um, yeah. But then he reappears as a teenage boy i guess almost adult um Mm. in episode one where he is a padawan learner very brief padawan learner under master qui-gon jinn um and from there he appears in attack of the clones where he is now the master and he is um anakin anakin uh his master (laughs) um and then from there you see him in all of clone wars i don't know how many episodes he's not in i'm pretty sure i'm, I'm sure we could probably find a total of that of how I mean, many episodes he's, he's not in the jar jar one with padme on that uh oh that don't part. get me started on that <laughs> <laughs> i can tell you that um and then we move into you know revenge of the sith where he is obviously one of the focal characters on on there um and then he does make a brief stint in rebels correct me if i'm wrong on that yeah he is with uh Darth Maul's finally meets his end. Um, Ezra and or Ezra and Maul, uh, in one of the episodes, they put both the Sith holocron and the Jedi holocron together, and they saw the opposite of what they wanted to see. So Maul saw the twin sons, and then Ezra saw uh, Obi-Wan and I think Luke as well, but I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But pretty much... Maul knows where that planet is because that's where it started. Remember in episode one when pretty much uh, Maul was flying over and they, he, he saw Qui-Gon and Anakin and Anakin tells him to, to go to, or sorry, not Anakin, Anakin or Qui-Gon tells Anakin to go down and pretty much that's where they, they first met each other. Like Obi-Wan got to see him from the ship. They didn't actually fight. Qui-Gon and Maul were the one that were fighting, but pretty much it was like a full arc between Tatooine, then to Naboo, then to Clone Wars, through all that, and then when Maul's arc, of course, through 
uh, what is it, Concord Dawn, or the Solo, he made that cameo in Solo, and then finally in Rebels when he met his end, when Obi-Wan really, he cut him in half with three moves, because he was, you know, the master of Sarisu, but the I've got side. a question. Yeah. Who is Obi-Wan's bigger nemesis? Okay. Darth Vader slash Anakin, or Darth Maul? Ooh, that's a hard question. Um, I'm gonna okay. Look, looking back at the character, I mean, we see that pretty much Obi Wan and Maul were definitely. I think it's got to be Maul because. See, Maul I will argue the, the opposite with you. I'll let you finish, but okay. I argue the opposite. Okay, I want to hear your story. A story about why you think that. No, no, um, you start with Maul. Okay, so for Maul. Excuse me. So yeah, for Maul, pretty much, you know, he, so Maul cuts down Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan's master, and so Obi-Wan eventually wins that fight, you know, he, I guess Darth Maul had the high ground, but um, Obi-Wan, I guess, you know, overcame him and cut him in half and sent him down the pit. But Maul, Maul's hatred fueled him to survive on the junk planet, and then, you know, eventually he was pretty much... He took over like uh, Death Watch and everything, and he would he was trying to get revenge back on Obi Wan, and ended ended up pretty much killing Satine, who was Obi Wan's. Um, so Satine was uh, a Mandalorian. She was the Duchess, and she was uh, the leader of Mandalore and Obi Wan's love interest. They they did missions back before Episode One. Where Obi Wan was like the protector of Duchess Satine, and um, they ended up kind of falling in love, and we'll we'll talk about that. I have some. I was about to say this is not a Satine minute. Uh, This is the Satine episode. Come on now. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm just giving a little bit of a background. But pretty much, Maul ends up like killing uh, Satine right in front of Obi Wan, and I think Obi Wan is devastated because you know he did have that love, that hidden love for her, and then throughout the films, I mean. We didn't get to see much of Maul and Obi-Wan after the Clone Wars. Um, they didn't get to like fight or anything, but pretty much Maul was in the background. Obi-Wan was trying to stay hidden. And in the end, I mean, what he did, so like Maul found him, and then you know Obi-Wan finally closed off his arc by you know, showing, showing him that he's the bigger person. And you, when Maul tried to use the same move as he did on Qui-Gon, he ended up killing... Or, uh, he didn't end up like f- failing because his defense me- method was better than Maul's uh, anger and strikes. So, okay, so what, what was your thought on why, I guess, Darth Vader was Obi-Wan's nemesis? I, I think that the reason why Darth Vader is Obi-Wan's greatest nemesis is related to the fact that it was his own defeat like it it, obi-wan in essence caused this character to become who he is you know was one of the reasons for it he didn't trust him as much you know it's very evident to see that he still thought of him as a child in certain ways um and he didn't he wasn't a good teacher and i i i know that that's probably hard for a lot of people um because like if, if you take a look at it when parents you know fail a lot of times they they blame themselves so that they could have done more for the child and stuff like that and that's their biggest defeat so i think 
in terms of Anakin and Darth Vader, that was Obi-Wan's kid. You know, he was Obi-Wan's kid. And so I think that that's why it's his greatest nemesis, because he's also battling himself in it Um, and not just battling a very strong enemy who obviously has, you know, destroyed everything the Jedi had worked towards. It's also the fact that he's battling himself because he allowed this enemy to appear. You know, I I do. I do like that uh, explanation. Okay, I can see your points. But wouldn't you say not only Obi-Wan failed him, but also the Jedi Council and even the Jedi Order? What? That's crazy. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I I can see that it's an associated that the whole Jedi Order failed him, but I think that Obi-Wan took personal responsibility because he is his master. He is that father figure. Um, More than Chancellor Palpatine was. Slash brother, you are my brother, Anakin. Yeah, I guess yeah. you could say brother father figure. Does that work? Well, um, okay. So let's let's bring up that point because Anakin says you're like a father to me, right? In I think it was episode three, and then ended up like you know Obi Wan says you're my brother, Anakin. I loved you, and I don't know. I mean, I guess you could see it in both eyes. But well, it, one thing to also keep in mind, he says I loved you. That's yeah emotions that you're supposed to leave at the door for a jedi so if he was willing to admit his you know his brotherly love um for anakin i think that makes a very strong case why that is also his biggest nemesis because now he's not only battling you know himself he's battling a loved one true that's why i find you know anakin darth vader to be a way larger nemesis than maul even though maul and obi-wan you know, duped it out and Maul really destroyed a lot of his life, his past life. I think Anakin's destroyed any hope, any future. And so, because, and it was also Obi-Wan then destroying his own future because he also caused it. Yeah. That's why I believe that. So, talking about Obi-Wan, there's numerous actors that play Obi-Wan. There's Ian McGregor in the prequels and eventually in the TV show. Um, and then also Al Guinness in the original trilogy, and then James Arnold Taylor in Clone Wars, and even in uh, Battlefront 2, the new, the 2017 version. Um, so yeah, so let's ask this. Who do you think is the best Obi-Wan portrayer? Oh, why you gotta do this to me, dude? Um, <laughs> you know, in terms, I I think that I, I look at it as who laid the groundwork, and that is Sir Elkins. Yes, sir. Um, I think that because he laid the groundwork for the character, and I, I, I just have to go with Al Guinness, even though I would say, ah, that's so difficult, dude. I like all three of them. I like all yeah. three of them equally. But I, 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 will, I, will, I will lock in. This is me locking in my vote as Sir Al Guinness for me. And that's not even based on you know what they do as a character, what each individual actor did, like, did as a character. It is simply the respect for Al Guinness I have, as well as how he shaped the character in the original trilogy. Okay, I like that. What about you? I like it. Um, for me, I mean, I'm a big Ewan uh, McGregor because, I mean, I grew up with him, and also, I mean, I also grew up with Al Guinness being it, and eventually James Arnold Taylor as being in The Clone Wars. I, I, it is a very hard question. I mean, I know I asked it, but definitely <laughs> an important question to ask. Um, so I'm going to go with Ewan just because he, he found his, I'm, I'm going to build off yours. So he found his inspiration 
throughout Guinness. He actually, when he was on set, he would look or look at a picture of Alec Guinness every time he was in, like, in the changing room. And he would like try to pull in his inner Alec Guinness, Sir Alec Guinness, uh, to you know portray him throughout the prequels. Um, but James Arnold Taylor does an awesome job in Clone Wars. I know the new season's coming out, and we'll talk a little bit about maybe some uh, theories of what's going to go on. But yeah, I think I'm going to lock in Ewan. Sounds good. And we will talk about those theories after this quick break. And we're back. Welcome to Wannabe Jedi Podcast. Again, we're continuing to talk about Obi-Wan. So we are going to talk about some of the theories that are going on with the current continuation of The Clone Wars, the last season, as well as the upcoming Obi-Wan TV show on Disney+. Plus. So talking about The Clone Wars... Um, and the season. So it's pretty much right before episode three. What we know is that it, I think that there's some theories out there that that it goes into episode three. So Matt, do you have you looked at anything about maybe what is going to go on with the episodes with Obi-Wan or like anything within episode three or the Clone Wars slash episode three? You know, I would really like, to, uh, we should also say this real fast. Um, we are watching this. This is after episode three of the final season of Clone Wars has been released. Um, so we don't know anything that happens after this. This is all theory. So if we're right, you should write us and tell us because that'd be really cool. Although we probably know that we already were right because, you know, we're podcasters. So that means we're always right, right? Yep. Oh, you should have said right. That would have been great. Um, right. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, so I am a firm believer that they're going to lead into episode three. You might even see some things from episode three with or like the very like locations within episode three leading up to it. I I really hope that's the case. I would love to see how they got to the point where you have the salt on Coruscant. So I, that's something I'm looking forward to seeing is seeing because we see right up into the assault kind of starting. I want to see how we got there because there has to be a story behind why they got this close to the Republic, like homeworld, the capital of the Republic. How Coruscant. do you let the separatists? Yeah, Coruscant. How do you let the separatists get that close? Obviously there's some masterwork of the emperor, um, and I would love to see that. So that that's kind of my hope for we see Obi-Wan encountering, um, you know, Grievous, Dooku, all of the above, <laughs> um, obviously. And how that led up into that point where the assault on Coruscant was beginning. What about you? Um, I mean, we do see some of him in the trailer. And I mean, it looks like the season's going to be pretty much, I mean, right now it's it's centered around pretty much Anakin and Rex and them finding Echo. But pretty much it looked like even pretty much the show centers around Maul and Ahsoka and that Mandalorian arc. Um, so, I mean, you don't get to see much of Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan was in the the first episode around the, uh, the hologram table, you know, talking about the 99 squad and Rex and Cody also going on this uh, mission to find Echo and to find more information 
about why their strategies are being um, figured out. So, I mean, again, we'll see how Obi-Wan is portrayed in this. I I really hope they do justice to him. Um, But again, it's hard to to speculate. He was briefly in the trailers. But I have a question for you. Do you think we'll see Obi-Wan battling Death Watch and therefore the Darksaber that we see in The Mandalorian? Do you think we'll see a a fight between Death Watch and Obi-Wan? Because obviously it's following the Mandalorian plot. Do you think there's a chance of that? I'm not sure. I mean, I think that pretty much Ahsoka and Rex, they're preoccupied with the Death Watch and with Maul. While Obi-Wan and Anakin, that's pretty much, I think, when, or maybe a little bit before when Episode 3 starts. So I don't think they're going to be a part of that arc. I'm not sure. Again, don't quote me on this. It's Or just... quote us on it if we're right. Yeah. Positivity. <laughs> yes. um, so moving on from the Clone Wars, because it is only a few more episodes that we have going on, and there's way more to, to I think, digest and discuss about mm-hmm. the rumored and recently confirmed Obi-Wan series that's coming out. I believe it was postponed, but that gives us yes. more time to theorize anyway. So why don't you lead us off with some of the theories that you found online, and I can just react about how negative it is. Spoiler, <laughs> I don't really want an Obi-Wan series. Continue. Yeah, Matt, Matt, when I'm like, oh, I want an Obi-Wan film, I want a Obi-Wan TV show, he's like, I don't want it. <laughs> I so, don't. Maybe yeah. I should start off with that. Maybe I should explain why I don't okay, want go, an Obi-Wan series. And then when you tell me all these theories, I can be like, no, it's garbage. And then I'll get some angry fans. Okay. <laughs> I mean, um, go ahead so, if you want to start. So for me, I don't. the re- main reason why I don't want an Obi-Wan series is I know that in the comics that he has still de- dealings with... Uh, on, on Tatooine. But for me, I don't think you can make a full series without making him leave Tatooine. You're not going to have it, it. To me, it doesn't make a lot of logical sense for people to all be going to Tatooine yet still somehow keeping Skywalker a secret. Like <laughs> for me, that that's like my big thing. It's like, how is this supposed to be secretive? If all of these bad guys, all of this big underworld dealing is happening and no one from the empire knows about it, even though they are stationed on Tatooine. Like, you think that they would report that a crazy old kook named Ben Kenobi has a lightsaber and is doing Jedi moves on people. You know, you you would think that there would be some way of that and finding out. So for me, I think that series will make episode four look like, uh, how did you guys not know about this sooner? <laughs> you know? And and yeah. so that's like my big thing is that it almost feels like it discredits some of Sir Alec Guinness's work too then. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of my big negative aspect when looking at the obi-wan series also i kind of like to imagine that i like to imagine some of the things that he's already done and so for me it's like now either that's coming true and it's not going to meet my expectations um and then it's just going to kind of feel like a letdown because it's not what i predicted was going to happen and a lot of i think what star wars benefits from is your own imagination um and that you can kind of think about you know what did han solo do before that how did he come across the millennium falcon not saying I like Solo, so, you know, but I feel like there's, like, that takes away some of the mystery and the lore of the, uh, the character. Uh, I understand. You know what? Like, you're calling back to your childhood. Pretty much, you want to leave it up to the imagination, right? 
Yeah, I want to be laying in bed next to my beautiful wife and thinking about Obi-Wan. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So, okay, so let's talk about the theories, or the theories about the new upcoming Obi-Wan TV show on Disney+. Plus. So, pretty much, uh, let's start off with saying that Ewan McGregor is reprising his role as Obi-Wan. And a lot of people, a lot of fans out there, um, like you have been asking him, you know, if he's going to reprise the role or if he's not and if they're going to choose somebody else. He had to keep it secret for about four years that he was reprising the role until they announced it a couple of years ago. Oh, um, or was it? Hold was on. It last year. I, it was it was last year. Um, was last year. OK, so I would love if when they announced that he was reprising the role, they released a video on like Star Wars with old Ewan, now now older Ewan, dropping down saying hello there, and then it was just Kenobi series. That would be the entire preview trailer. I would love that. <laughs> I, w- that I think that, that would, would be, be amazing. Awesome. All right, continue. Sorry. Okay. So My they they were talking. They released the so they had um, the big panel to uh, say that he was reprising the role. Ewan McGregor is reprising his role on the TV show. So pretty much what they what the show is going to consist of it's six episodes so it's only i think it's only one season of six episodes so it's pretty much like a a trilogy but in a tv show instead of three movies so it's kind of like a mini series got it yeah I, so i'm on board much... you haven't lost me yet huh, say it again oh i'm on board right now haven't lost me yet okay so what it is is it takes uh place right after the scene of episode three so right at the end when he gives luke to aunt Beru and uncle owen and so he's dealing with the loss of all the jedi you know the, the great purge so we get to like see how he progresses through his challenges emotional challenges his P- ptsd maybe of that purge you know he almost got killed commander cody told that um the cannon to fire at him on Utapau. And so we get to see how he deals with the loss of all the Jedi. You know, you know, they can't love, but pretty much his whole religion was decimated. So, um, yeah, so that's pretty much what they are talking about. So we get to see what happens. Hopefully we get to see some of um, Qui-Gon Jinn reprising his role. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's coming back. Is that correct, Matt? Uh, I've not been paying any attention to it because I don't want it. Um, okay. I would hate it. <laughs> I don't think I would like. I, actually, you know, I, you know, strike that from the record. I would be okay with seeing some Force Qui Gon. Um, so that way he can stare down on Obi Wan and say, "How did you let this happen?" <laughs> and I'm pretty sure also in the notes that uh, Hayden Christensen the guy who portrayed Anakin in episode two and three uh, is also reprising his role maybe as some flashbacks uh, back to episode three or even the Clone Wars that that's going to be an interesting twist if they you know have some flashbacks from the Clone Wars I've seen some videos out there that have Alec Sir Alec Guinness talking about Anakin and um, you know talking to Luke and shows clips from Clone Wars where you know he is talking about how he was a a ma- uh, master swordsman, a, a a great warrior. So pretty much, we'll see what they do with that. I know I've watched some videos on some comics of where Obi Wan also like fights a 
Jedi slash turn Jedi um, sand person. So a Tuscan Raider. So, I mean, we'll yeah. see if they include that wow. in. I don't think they're going to include Darth Maul because it is already in Rebels. And that was closer to A New Hope. This is going to be taking part in the front right after Episode 3, right after The Great Jedi Purge. So then it's like Episode 3.1. You know, like how Rogue One was Episode 3.9 and then it went right into Episode 4. So this is Episode yeah. 3.1. Um, yeah, pretty much. So, so far what you've told me, I'm relatively okay with. For me, yeah. I think the larger issue is going to be the plot. Who's the bad guy in this? You know, in this in this endeavor, who came to Tatooine and caused this series to come about? That That's going to be my larger issue with it, is you're just going to... Are you introducing a new bad character? Is it going to be someone we've met before? Is it going to be people from the Empire? We have these questions, and for me, I I think that the larger issue is going to be creating a storyline that doesn't contradict something within Star Wars already, as is. Yeah, I like the idea of you know old war era flashbacks from Obi Wan and how he's still dealing with that. Um, I think that really does speak to what a lot of people are facing today. Um, so I think that's, you know, almost creating a conversation around, you know, the VA and different, you know, um, past war veterans that are dealing with a lot of mental illness. Um, so I think that that could be interesting to see how, you know, Hollywood, you know, creates a conversation about what that, what these people are dealing with. But in terms of a bad guy and plot, I have some concerns about that. What about you? I mean, that is a good point because, I mean, I haven't heard anything about any of, like, the villains within uh, the, the Obi-Wan TV show. And, that's, I mean, I could see, like, people trying to attack Luke, and you could see that in some of, like, the non-canon stuff, but also in the canon stuff with, with just him being on Tatooine trying to protect Luke, um, even trying to, like, maneuver stuff to go in Luke's favor. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, like you said, I there has to be a villain, but I think it's going to be a villain that's going to be, like, centered on trying to get Luke. But maybe – I don't think it would be part of the Empire because the Empire didn't know where he was. So it's got to be some, like, local Tatooine villains that are just, like he, – because he's Luke prote- Luke's protector. So something like that. I'm Again, I'm not sure, but I think I definitely – they have to do something that doesn't contradict the 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 canon, I guess. So yeah, <laughs> I can just picture Obi Wan, you know, any t- like Big shows up for the first time, and he's like, "Who's this guy?" You know, like just like ch- <laughs> I want to see, I want to see young Bigs be like, "I want to go play and shoot Womp Rats," and Obi Wan's just like, "Much too dangerous." No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be. I'm I'm obviously joking. I don't necessarily want that. Um, I would be curious. Here's a theory or a question for you on the Obi-Wan series. Mm-hmm. Do we get to see young Luke, baby Luke? I'm pretty sure they'll have something. They have to have Luke growing up. But again, maybe he's just a toddler because, you know, it is at the beginning of the exile on Tatooine. So, yeah, I don't think he would be older than, let's just say, maybe five or maybe six. I'll go six or seven. He, he wouldn't be older than six and seven. 
That's fine with me. I, I think that would be interesting because we do know that they have a relationship before episode four. Like, he, Luke has at least heard of him. He's interacted with him before. Um, yeah. I mean, he knows who he is when he sees him after being knocked unconscious by uh, by a Tuscan Raider. Um, so I'd, I'd be interested to see that. Um, I I should, you know, mention that I'm not necessarily, I don't, I don't want the series, but you know, I'm going to watch it. You know, it's Star Wars. It's part of my yeah. life. So, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to watch it. Yeah, um, of course. Do you have anything else on theories? Um, no, that was pretty much all of it, but I know Ewan McGregor is very excited to reprise his role. Uh, he has, uh, done some late night talking to, uh, some of the late night shows to, you know, talk about his reprising of the role. So that's where, you know, where I got my information from is also, you know, any of the news that with what's going on with the show. So they are doing like a, a little rewriting, a real little hiatus of filming, but they're supposed to be filming it soon. Hopefully it will be released in 2021 sometime. Awesome. Um, so then we'll take a quick break and we'll wrap this thing up. Welcome back. Um, so we're just going to quickly put a couple of fast facts at your way. Fun facts. I like to call them fun facts, um, but they're going to be really fast. So, you know, nice mix um, about Obi-Wan and then we'll wrap it up. So first thing off of my list is Obi-Wan's home planet. And I have a story with that, too. Um, Obi-Wan's home planet is called Stujan. Stujan. Um, and this was not actually released until Star Wars Celebration 5 in Orlando, Florida. Uh, to put that in perspective, that was, um, I'm trying to pull it up here. That was in 2010. Even though it's Celebration 5, that is the seventh celebration of the Star Wars saga. Um, but it was the fifth in the United States, hence why it got the name Star Wars 5. Um, and basically the story behind that is when George Lucas was being interviewed by talk show host John Stewart, he asked him what well, Obi-Wan's home planet. And George Lucas jokingly said, Stu John, which was an is, you know, John Stewart's name, just mixed up a little bit. Um, and that made its way to the official like Star Wars encyclopedia. So <laughs> I don't know how many people have had their names. Uh, forever inked into Star Wars, but that's a cool little call out to uh, John Stewart. Um, there's nothing on the actual planet other than the fact that it was named after John Stewart. That's pretty cool. So my fun fact is that Obi Wan, his fighting style changed between Episode One and Episode Well Two, Three, and Four, and the Clone Wars and Rebels, of course. And that form, I also mentioned it briefly at the beginning, was Sarisu. So Obi-Wan uh, changed his form because of Darth Maul and how he was able to get the upper hand of him in that battle on Naboo. So he changed it to Form 3, which, which is Sarisu, and it's a more defensive form than, than his other form. So pretty much uh, he 
grew his knowledge of that of Sarisu throughout the films, and he ended up becoming in episode three and maybe even the in the Clone Wars as well the master and quote unquote the the master of Sarisu. He dedicated everything he wanted to know was in Sarisu. He that was his fighting form. That's why he was able to get the upper hand on Grievous or Grievous, and pretty much you know showed that he was the more powerful uh adversary so pretty much yeah he was the master of his fighting form was able to get the upper hand of grievous as well as darth maul later in rebels and anyone he was taking on it also allowed him to pretty much uh if he had a bunch of uh laser bolt fire on him he was able to deflect it more than any other jedi which you know comes into ha- handy when you're facing off against droidicas. True, droidicas. <laughs> in Battlefront Two, 2017, when you're playing as Obi Wan, he has so much defensive stamina. When you end up go- going for the offensive attack against just say an enemy, uh, you lose a lot more stamina doing the offensive attack than the. So they did actually really good justice with that aspect in his character on that video game. Yeah, I actually, uh, you know, that video game is my favorite, but I feel like they do a very good job with sticking to the characters within uh, canon Star Wars. Um, yes. Do you have any more fast, fun facts for us? Um, I mean, he, he he didn't like to fly, I mean, but he was an <laughs> awesome pilot as well. Um, you know, he'd always complain to Anakin that he, was, you know, wanted to be on the ground, Uh but yeah, he was an awesome pilot. And uh, in the non-canon, I'm pretty sure, uh, he devo- he told Qui-Gon, his former master, that he uh, was wanted to be live up to his word to train Anakin. And it ended up that Anakin had doubts of his own about being in the order at like because his you know he was chosen at age nine to become part of the Jedi Order. And he Obi-Wan was so devoted to fulfilling Qui-Gon's wish of training Anakin that if Anakin left the order, Obi-Wan would have to leave the order as well. Interesting. I actually did not know that. Um, I kind of like that. But then that also yeah. f- further proves my points that the biggest adversary in Obi-Wan's life was himself and Anakin. Boom. Oh. Done with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so then... I guess some final thoughts, unless you got one more thing. I mean, I could add that, you know, he was he in Star Wars The Clone Wars when Satine was pretty much going to die or just say get killed by uh, Darth Maul. I kind wow, of put blunt. us in the feels. Yeah, I know. It was, it was yeah, it's definitely a, a heart shooken moment. Um, but Obi-Wan confesses his love for Satine that he would have left the order if she said the word. So I think that was, you know, a very... Very powerful moment in Obi-Wan's um, Clone Wars arc as well. But, yeah, that's, I mean, there's a lot more facts that I can go into because he is one of my favorite characters. I know he's one of your favorite characters as well. But I can go I can go for a long time on that. Yeah, well, we can always do a follow-up. That's going to be kind of the nice part is as, you know, the Obi-Wan series, you know, is introduced and we see more Obi-Wan, there's going to be more canon stuff to talk about. So we might have to do an update later on down the road. Um, but on that note, I think it's safe to say that we have basically completed our first episode. How are you feeling, Josh? I'm feeling pretty good. This is, uh, you know, 
we've had good conversation with our character, Obi-Wan. And, you know, hopefully we can make a another video after, you know, uh, Clone Wars is done and eventually when the new Obi-Wan TV show comes out, as well as maybe we'll see, uh, we'll see how he's portrayed in any comics or maybe additional TV shows as well. Maybe he'll pop up as a Force ghost to aid Ahsoka and Sabine on finding Ezra. But I don't know. That's just a, another theory that we could talk about. Yeah, well, we uh, we certainly are all theorized out for today. Um, and for next week's episode, which will be released in you know unison with this episode as we're doing a triple launch um so that way you the listener out there can actually you know have you know a couple of ideas of who we are as people you know we like to get to know you we'd love to get to know you and speaking of getting to know you you should follow us on twitter and instagram for twitter our tag is at wannabe jedi cast that is all one word wannabe jedi cast and then on Instagram, we are wannabe Jedi podcast, um, all one word again. And then our website, you should go to our website where we have lots of different fun facts. We'll have like a summary of who we are as people a little bit, as well as, you know, all of the episodes that we will have aired as well as potentially a merch shop someday. Um, but it is wannabe Jedi podcast.com. You guys should check that out as well. And one of the big things that you guys can do as we are starting this endeavor um, down the road is to tell different people about um, this podcast if you enjoyed it you know share it with another star wars lover in your life for me you know i have an amazing wife but josh is the star wars lover in my life would you agree and yes i do and you're my star wars lover as well oh we should get each other star wars gifts sometime <laughs> um, so yeah we we are very happy with sharing our passions for Star Wars and these characters with all of you. So yeah, please subscribe or check out our site. And, yes, uh, that that is a big thing that you can do for us is subscribe and you know leave a review if you enjoyed it. Leave a review if there's something you wish we would do better. You know, still give us a good review, but just tell us what you'd like us to do. We'll take it under consideration. Um, and Josh, do you want to tell us tell everyone who we are uh, reviewing next week? So next week, we are going to review the famous Poe Dameron. 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 <laughs> okay. Oh. Dameron. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said it as a meme during episode nine, and it's still sticking with my vocabulary. So I love it. We'll have to continue <laughs> that discussion of your meme in next week's episode. So thank yeah. you guys so much for checking oh. it out. Uh, make po sure Poe Dameron. Po Dameron. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everyone. Okay. May the force be with you all. <laughs>